welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I think about this pretty infrequently, but I am actually surprised I've never brought this up right here on the podcast. I don't actually know if I've ever brought this up with you, Robert, but when I was a kid, this was like the very early 2000s, there was uh, like a a collectible thing called Breaky that I once saw a commercial for. And this is like, this is around the time where like, Pokemon cards was like really popular. This was like the the Pokemon E series and then Yu-Gi-Oh was like a brand new thing. So this was like very early 2000s. But I saw this commercial for a game called Breaky, which is like a they're like little collectible keys that you like had battles with. And for the longest time after I'd seen the commercial, I like couldn't remember what it was called. So I I would like go onto the computer and like look up like a uh, breaking key game or like key game like Toys R Us to see if like they sold it at Toys R Us I never found it online but then I went to Toys R Us after seeing the commercial like weeks later a second time and I found these these breaky things they come in little pouches have you heard of these before bro you're you're no I've never heard of this there's such I think there's such a like I want to say a massive age difference but I was probably like barely born in the tooth bro I was I was not around for that well yeah that yeah I was gonna say like era you are a couple of years younger than I am, but, like, even nowadays, no. like, there's video... I, I had to check to make sure I wasn't, like, making this up, but there are, like, videos and images of this thing that were, like, as recent as I've, like, eight years ago, but still, like, n- I don't think anybody hardly has heard of these things. See, that's... I think... It, it was one of those things that was just, like, it was the fad of that summer, and it, oh, and no. it probably went away. I, I would not have remembered. Oh, it wasn't. I'm telling you. <laughs> it, like, when I tell you what these things did, like, <laughs> you're, you're going to understand why this was no fad. <laughs> I don't know, because I've never heard of this. When I was growing up in, you're like, mid, mid to late 2000s, it was like Yu-Gi-Oh and I, I think 5Ds was like the newest show and I've been mm. thinking about like how good 5Ds like really is oh 5Ds is amazing I love I like it's like the best I think that's like Yu-Gi-Oh at its peak and I think it's when it's at its purest but that's like for me experience wise that was like my like thing or I do not even know what you're talking about like you're gonna have to send a focus I, I have no idea you're talking only thing I can remember you remember those cube things like they were like they were cubes and you can connect them, and there's, like, stick people inside them, and, like, they would interact. Do you remember those? Yeah, they're called Knack-Knack. That's what... They're, no, they're not called that. They are not called Knack-Knack. They are. Shut... They had, no a, like, they had a McDonald's no promotion either, and you could get cool, like, plastic-looking ones from McDonald's, and then you could get the ones, and they had, oh, like, holographic see, stickers you, on them. You got me on, you got me on a whole thing. Oh, I used to have the Crash Dummies. 
Oh, the Crash uh, Dummies. You, you know, my, cool. you know, my older brother, dear friend of, of obviously both of us. He had the Crash Dummies. I oh, all those Crash Dummies were so cool, and I had the, yeah. the Skeletor two thousand figure from the two thousand oh, yeah. series. I had that. See, now you got me in a whole thing. I'm with, like, I know. I, I, I was like, toys. every time I think about breaking, I think of all the actual good toys from back then, like Hot Wheels Accelerators, where there was like the cars, oh, but man. then there was also the card game, and then there was like Bionicles at McDonald's with the cards. McDonald's used to get a full on like Hot Wheels. These weren't like like cheap. Like oh, just no. These were like actual Hot Wheels, like the full material, and they just throw them in the Happy Meal. But uh, unfortunately, Breaky was not cool. Uh, I thought it was the coolest thing ever until I got them. Uh, so going back to that, the way this works is that you get a pack. I got like two or three, I think. They, they weren't like super expensive, but you know, when you're a kid in the early 2000s, uh, like 250 is is still a lot of money for, for, you know, a kid who's in grade school. But what you got was like, they're these little plastic keys. And mm-hmm. the, the game is played by taking two of them, one person holds one key, another holds the other. You put them together and you twist in the opposite direction. And then the and then one of the keys will break off a, a little part inside. And I don't know if it was like, oh, the winner gets the, the, uh, the, the loser's key or something because I never had anybody to play with because nobody wanted these. And the reason <laughs> why is that when you broke the break key, they were like legitimately broke for good. It was oh, a one no. and done... <laughs> No, and how much did these like? How much did it run in two thousand? I feel you- I feel like they were a couple of dollars, and you might have gotten like a handful of them. Ah, nah, man. But let me yeah. tell you, I just I got them, and I was so excited because I'm like, of, like you see these things as a kid when you're watching commercials, like collect them all, collect them all, collect them all, like a fistful of power, uh, a, a figure series where there was like a hundred different figures, but they all had like. Uh, like 10 different variants and i had gobs of those but breaky is like oh my god i can't wait to try this this is gonna be the coolest thing i i I put a few of them together i broke them i snapped them not knowing that you wouldn't fix them i was like okay this one was the clear strongest key i go to try to put the the pieces back in and then they just fall out i'm like uh they broke Uh, imagine uh, being uh, a kid having the coolest thing ever and it's just broke for good You're like, it's broken. No. It was broke. No, no, no. It's broke. It was broken, and I ain't talking gorillas. <laughs> nah, but, man. Um, see, so I tried fitting the pieces back in and, like, trying to, like, re-break them, replay with them. And I was like, maybe to some moderate success. Be real. Did you try to super glue it? No. Because if you man, super glued it, if, they wouldn't be able to... <laughs> That was me. I had super glue on me. I was gonna super glue it, bro. I would have just gone to super glue and just been like, "All right, got to put it back together somehow." I, you know, had them. I, I put the pieces back in, and I was like, "They kind of work, already broken." So I kind of like carried them around with me in a little Ziploc bag, and like I probably took them to school a couple times, and was like, oh, "Does anybody want to play?" But like, no, come on, like, what kind of collectible game breaks? And you can't fix it again. These should have oh. been. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm, well, I mean, like crash dummies, but you can put them back together. The yes, whole point was the they can be Yes, that's the thing with crash dummies is that you can put and, them together. Oh, man, what's that '80s toy? 
what's that 80s toy there's an 80s toy where you can rip it apart and stick it back together and it would actually like cement together like it was that yeah i know what you're talking about how, i can't remember what it's called how how come they didn't think of that with this like we gotta have it where you can put it back together like it can't just like break and not be put yeah. back that's weird maybe that's why but the sheer disappointment the sheer disappointment like young daniel felt at, at that moment was like i was so hyped for these things i was just talking non-stop about these things i, w- I was like drawing the pictures from that i saw on the commercials because they all had like cool little monsters and aliens on them but then i got them and it's just like this was a one and done toy that's finished in like 30 seconds you got scammed you even you got scammed. You know, I'm pretty sure that's why no one caught on to it because that's probably why you haven't heard of it. <laughs> How? Yeah, I, I'm telling you, you're telling me like this is like I've never heard of it. Yeah, I've never, never once came in. I do not remember. I, I'm pretty sure it was like a a thing that happened for a few months and nobody bought it and they probably just like I don't know what happened to them. What are these called? Breaky. Break. I'm gonna look these up and sell them on eBay. <laughs> it's like. At some point, it, it's like I was thinking there's a finite number of breakies because at some point they could all potentially be broken except for one. Uh, I'll send you a picture of them after we record the podcast. <laughs> Speaking of recording the podcast, that's what we're doing here right now. We're doing Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure. My name is Daniel and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Robert. How you been, Robert? I've been, eh, it's been whatever. How have you been? I have a cold. (laughs) (laughs) So if my voice sounds a little weird this week, it's because I have a cold. But judging by the audio spikes on (laughs) my recording for, like, I'm I'm like still my usual self, I guess. It's still like the coldest it's ever been, so. Yeah, it's freezing. But yeah, I've been a a little under the weather. But hey, we got to talk about some video games today. And the first video game I wanted to talk about today, Robert, was Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Now, I would have more to say about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, but I only played on Friday so far, mostly because I've been playing Sonic, and I haven't been able to pull myself away from it. Like, I've lost, like, six hours to Sonic, only thinking it's been, like, an hour, because I'm, like, really engrossed in it, Um, but... Mm. Uh, we're going to start with Pokemon this week because just came out and, uh, what a revelation. So Scarlet and Violet, this is what Pokemon fans, uh, including myself have been dreaming for, for a long time now. Um, something that Legends Arceus kind of like started to show the beginnings of, um, but didn't really go beyond like, oh, this is like a monster hunter version of Pokemon though. This is the open world Pokemon game. And not very often do open world games deliver on a promise of go anywhere, do anything. And you'd not expect Game Freak to be the ones to actually do it, but they've pulled that feeling off. That's like, look, in in Breath of the Wild, you have a, a tutorial area that's a small open world where you can kind of go around doing whatever you want. Uh, in a smaller scope before you go out into this massive world. What Pokemon Scarlet and Violet does is has a, a, a like a brief introduction and then one like 30 minute cutscene-esque thing to set everything up. But even before that and especially after that, 
You are permitted in this world to go wherever you want and do whatever you want. If you felt confident enough to go tackle the level 50 gym leader from the get-go, you mm-hmm. are completely welcome to do that in this game. Now, usually Pokemon games uh, funnel you down uh, a trajectory where, uh, you know, you, you'd fight against Faulkner, and then you'd take the road to the town where you fight against Bugsy, and then you'd go to Goldenrod City and fight Whitney, and so on and so forth. In this, it gives you where the gym leaders are in the world, It gives you where the Titan Pokemon are in the world and where the villain bases are. And it says, you know what? Just do Pokemon. So the amount of freedom you're getting off the rip here is, like, pretty unbelievable. And, like, for Game Freak to take such a huge step forward in the design philosophy is really cool. The only kind of suggestion you have as to which gyms to take on first are, like, you might get a little lore blurb about the the character that says, oh, this is most people's first gym. But then there's mm-hmm. two people on the map where it says most people would take on this gym first. So you're still having to say, hmm, do I want to go fight against the bug type first or do I want to go fight against the grass type first? So just comprehending that from the start is like the core thing with Scarlet and Violet. This, for the first time ever, is... A Pokemon adventure that is not curated for you. It is 100% yours to do. I mean, how does... The, do you, you think... I mean, I know if you played every Pokemon... Mostly every Pokemon game. Do you I have, miss I have. the old style of it? Or do you really enjoy this refresh open world like mechanic to it? Or do you think it's sort of a... And eh, this is just going to happen for this game. Maybe not go back to it. Go back to how it was. Or do you like want more things you know like new things to to just appear and not have the same annual game every year i i do actually want it to stay like this and continue to Mm -hmm. improve from this now you know me you know that i like a little bit of direction and curation in my very open world games i agree i think there should always be like a press like select or start or something that just tells you like current objective is do this do this optional objectives is this this and this at least have some type of direction where to go and not just like sort of a oh it's somewhere in this region like no like go to this area you'll find out where to kind of continue this will lead you to the right path it absolutely has that it it does mark the exact location of everything i i really don't like when it doesn't like exactly like oh no it's it's not like breath of the wild breath of the wild will not mark anything oh you have to mark things that you see in the distance in Breath of the Wild. Um, Elden Ring is kind of similar in that nothing is marked, but Elden Ring is such a revelation in the idea that you are playing a game that's not force-feeding you open-world nonsense that like it almost feels like the genre was refreshed with that. But with mm-hmm. this, you do have a little bit of curation in knowing exactly where everything is and what it is. And those lore blurbs that are like, only the strongest trainers challenge this. Well, maybe that tells you to stay away with your, you know, level five LeChonk. <laughs> I was going to say that only the strong survive. Only the strongest survive. Only the strongest. You know, the only thing I really, I, I mean, I don't play Pokemon. It's not really like my thing, but I really do like the red one. The new, new like fire. Oh, wait, Coco. I love, I love it because I saw the final form. Oh, I, I haven't seen like, the final form yet. 
I've seen the final Stay four. Spoiler free. I, like, I really wanted to see what it looked like, and I was just like, "Ooh, I like it." Hey, well, I I bought Scarlet and Violet, so if at some point, because you, you, I heard you can play the whole game co-op, which is nuts to me because the online with Sword and Shield was so impenetrable that like I don't know how anybody could have. I don't know how I figured out how to work the online in Sword and Shield for trading. Mm-hmm. It, it was so bad that one time I was trying to trade my friend to get the legendary data for the Pokedex. He thought he was trading with me. He ended up trading off his legendary. Oh, so uh, something like that can't happen in in this. Uh, I don't think. <laughs> I think. Uh, oh man, I was gonna say. Oh, one thing I really do like about this Pokemon. Uh, maybe not like I know people have their opinion on the graphics. I really like the character designs, though. I really oh, yeah. do think this so, is some of the best character designs I've seen. Um, this is actually the first one where you get to fully customize your character in the beginning too. Like you get to choose the hairs, the eyebrow style, the eyes, the mouth, and everything. Um, and you can change, you know, all their accessories and stuff. For some reason, this, this Pokemon does take place in, like, a school setting, but it, this is, like, your, like, uh, your, your study abroad, basically, where you're, like, taking a trip around the world and then, you know, going back to school and saying, oh, this was the mm. friends I made a- uh, along the way. Um, <laughs> but they, they are in, in school, technically, so the only choice of, like, shirt and stuff are the four seasonal outfits for like a school uh uh, uniform um hopefully Mm -hmm. they add some you know more clothing choices in the dlc because like i'm not not really a fan of how any of them look um but my character looks real cool i chose the the grass cat sprigatito as my starter Mm -hmm. um but this this game makes it kind of hard to choose the starters even though i was already set on choosing the cat because usually in Pokemon game, it's like, oh, here's a scenario. Uh, please choose a Pokemon to, to be yours. Uh, in this one, the the director of the school, the, like the headmaster, mm-hmm. has the three Pokemon like frolicking with you as you go to like <laughs> a lighthouse. <laughs> and you're like, oh, they're so cute. Well, who should I pick? And then they've got like little highlight cutscenes. And then eventually, if you're me, you go ahead and choose the, the grass cat. <laughs> and then you're pretty much on your adventure after that. All right, I got five. Uh, all right, these have to be. Is Bidoof in the game? Unconfirmed. I have no idea. Uh, I, I, that's not. Is Porygon in the game? I have no idea. That's another strike. That's two strikes right there. Is uh, Missing No there? I am not sure. <laughs> that's three strikes. That's out. All right. I mean, if, if it's. I don't know who's Bidoof, in this. Is it a real game? That, that, that's what I'm wondering. But I literally have no clue who's in this game aside from what i've already seen including the old ones because i have stayed 100 percent spoiler free on this because i was like usually when a pokemon game comes out i know everything about it before the game even comes out like when diamond and pearl came out there were pokemon i knew about in that game no that weren't even in the player's guide no they way. would eventually not be revealed until the player's guide volume two i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> how'd you find out you just like stumbled upon it online or, well, I don't know. what are you doing <laughs> oh there's all like this time i'm like you know what? i'm just gonna stay away from even the pokemon main twitter account to not see what they're posting about you know what's funny is that i i don't even really be like looking stuff up like that and i i don't i haven't been spoiled by god of war yet but there's some things I've happened, but I'm just like, how? Like, I, I'm doing like the the bare minimum being on there, and somehow stuff like that gets leaked to me. Well, with Pokemon, it's like from from you know, like every now and then you'll see something. You're like, oh, I wish I didn't see that. <laughs> I mean, what Pokemon's the biggest? Like, it's one of the biggest franchises of all time. Top selling IP ever, yeah. right? Or franchise? Yeah. I mean, like, 
being in Japan alone, I would agree. I would, if someone told me, oh yeah, it's the biggest thing in Japan, I would be like, yeah, I can believe that. Like, I, I, I could see that as being like true. I mean, they have yeah. like Pokemon stores, but at, like, and throughout the whole world, I, I could also somewhat believe it too. I think there might be other things, but like, yeah, it's one of the biggest ones. So it's, yeah. I would say, almost like impossible not to be swallowed by it. Just going off of that, I guess it's a good segue into into performance issues. Because, man, mm. for what is probably going to end up being my game of the year and is definitely the best Pokemon game and is so much fun, the performance of this game is, like, <laughs> appalling. To where there what? are, like, freeze, play, uh, freeze frame glitches that happen that are just oh, so funny. This... There's Twitter threads full of them. <laughs> now, nothing too bad has happened to me, but I did have one of those ones where it, like, does a slideshow when you're catching a Pokemon. And I'm like, that happened once. But some of the things you see on these Twitter posts where, like, the character models are, like, freaking out and everything. And, like, mm-hmm. moving and their heads are, like, turning around backwards and their 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 hands are, like, waving all around. Like, none of that's happened to me. But I guess it is happening to people. Uh, um, the game chugs. There's two, obviously, answers to this. One is it should have been developed more. But Nintendo's notorious for we don't release it unless it's ready. But I mean, Nintendo. This is Game have... Freak. This is Game oh, Freak. Yeah, though. this is this. Is, Nintendo doesn't have the ultimate last say so on Pokemon. They're sort of like we suggest, and then they just be like, "Well, we will do it this way." Or the Switch is starting to show its age, and like we need to release something or announce something very soon because the Switch is starting to show its age, and like so many new games are coming out where people are now used to high frame rate, fast load times, and consistent, like, gameplay. If you catch, like, what I'm saying, like, they don't want, like, dips and and glitches. They just want a consistent playthrough and have it being, like, smooth as possible, you know, as it can be. Yes, but at the same time, you remember when I was talking about Bayonetta 3, and I was saying this is the one time, I think, that the Switch is showing its age with the hardware? With with Pokemon and, and Game Freak... I, I feel like from what I've read, I, I, I know very little about game development itself, like the processes of it, but from what I read, it, it's Game Freak stretching themselves maybe too thin after, you know, look, Shining uh, Pearl and Brilliant Diamond came out last November, Legends Arceus came out in January, Scarlet and Violet came out in November, which is only 10 months after January. It's like you've got three mainline Pokemon games releasing in the span of 12 months. Okay, I see it. They're definitely doing so much projects at once, it's gonna... Yeah. Yeah, I I see it. It's definitely... If anything, uh... it could have benefited from a delay, or, hear me out, Legends Arceus could have benefited from a delay, even though that game does run substantially better at times than than Scarlet and Violet. Because, like, you came out with a uh, Diamond and Pearl prequel two months after the remake? <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of... Maybe there's some updates to the game that fix it, you know? At least they try to do something well, to you know, help it. <laughs> Judging by... I don't know about that, but, like, I, uh, I could hope. I could hope that if there was a big issue, it would get fixed, but, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I, I'm holding out hopes for like a performance patch with uh, with a Pokemon game, but uh, uh, just getting back in, into the game itself here, having only done one gym in mm-hmm. the first five hours, I'm very impressed with how big it has felt and how like 
Because usually a Pokemon game takes about 15 hours to beat. I remember Sword and Shield I beat in a couple of days. Very funneled through experience. Very big, wild areas, but like you just want to keep go- getting on with it. In this, you, you feel the, the desire to like go around and, and see what you can find in different parts of the world. Pokemon will kind of all gather up. They're all on screen this time. There's no more random battles with Pokemon. Trainers themselves, you usually get into a fight with them if you like walk past them in a Pokemon game. In this, you do have to interact with them. So you initiate all battles in combat at your own will in this. Nothing, Nothing's a surprise. Do you maybe think that the charm of pokemon is the randomness or do you think that's a no no sort no. of a in the past like no nah, i think this is a much like refreshing and better random way to play battles it. by nature are a relic in my opinion yeah yeah i can see that i can i can definitely e- even persona like, doesn't do random battles persona is like if you want to fight this enemy you fight this enemy i mean there's only so much like things and hardware and stuff they can do in an rpg they probably were like all right, random encounters. Like, we got to make yeah. the, the weekend stay forever. You can't just be in, like, two hours. Random encounters, I feel like, are placed more in what you would consider to be, like, a classic RPG nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were trying to make, you know, uh, a, a pastiche, RPG. a pixel RPG, yeah. or pastiche of Final Fantasy, you would do random battles. But if you're, you, like, most most RPGs nowadays, um, like Yakuza Like a Dragon, no random battles. It's hard to avoid them in that game. But they're not random, and you can mm-hmm. avoid. But it's cool to see all the Pokemon, like, in the field just, like, hanging out. Like, some of the birds are grouped together. Um, I guess I haven't seen any Shinies yet, but Shinies will appear as their shiny color on the field. There is no transition from field to battle. It just starts the battle. There's no, like, s- splash screen for the battle to start it's where it says, oh, a wild Pikachu appeared. No, it just starts. It, it's it's got some of the streamlining stuff from uh, Legends Arceus where it's not like constantly berating you with like oh this leveled up uh, it it's it's stats improved by this much or whatever you can go check that out for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Pokedex is the only time where it kind of like is slow for a moment like menu wise because the first time you catch a Pokemon it does a little cutscene where um, it's putting the like Pokedex magazine cover into the Pokedex bookshelf Um, but that's like a cool thing that they added to this game basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) also if you fall from any height your phone is programmed to catch you which is cool so no fall damage (laughs) you also get a legendary Pokemon as a bike from the start so (laughs) that's weird for me i've seen that that's like weird for me i'm like it's kind of weird yeah it looks it looks funny this is the first time since sun and moon where the legendary has been part of the story and in sun and moon it kind of like starts as a little like cosmic cloud thing um but in this it's like the actual legendary that turns into yeah. a bike um Maridon for me right now because i'm playing violet i always go with the the second version first but yeah just like I'm so impressed with how big of a leap in the gameplay there is here, um, looking back to Gen 8's Sword and Shield, which just felt like, here's a regular Pokemon game with a couple of, like, big open areas scattered throughout. This is, like, the world, it, the map is, like, massive and sprawling full of stuff to do like it looks barren from like watching it from a clip on youtube or something but when you're actually in it moving around fast you're like whoa there's a whole group of pokemon over here 
You can send out a Pokemon to do an auto battle or pick up items for you while you kind of explore so you don't actually have to engage with the, the battle system at, at points. Like, oh, you know, there's a group of Pokemon here. Uh, I just want to get through. Let me send out my main Pokemon to, to fight for a couple of minutes while I explore and then I've I've got XP for my team. So the, the QLL stuff is cool. And then the the last thing I'll touch on this week, because I really haven't gotten that far into it, is yeah. I think it's pronounced terrestrializing. This is where your Pokemon turn into like a crystal form and they either get uh, a boost to their own type or they change to a different type. Uh, so say the, like the first gym I fought was the bug gym and she uses a couple of bug Pokemon, two new Pokemon, Charantula and Nimble. And then brings out Teddy Ursa. You're like, what What does Teddy Ursa have to do with, with bug type? It's normal. Well, she terrestrializes it and it becomes a bug type. And when their Terra type is bug, it like the damage of things almost one-shotted like all six mm. of my Pokemon. So like this is the OP battle mechanic move. So strong, I think, um, is the reasoning for why you can only use it once per like rest at the Pokemon Center. But Okay. Yeah, there's also little like Terra battle, Terra. They're called Terra raid battles. So if you were playing online, like if you and me were playing co-op and we walked over to a Terra raid battle, we would both have the chance to capture, like, for example, uh, I don't know if Badoof is in the game or not, but a Badoof that might be able to turn into an Electric type or a Dragon type or something like that. Could you imagine a Dragon type Badoof? That would be the coolest thing ever. (laughs) Green type. Yeah. But um, I'll definitely be coming back to to this here on the podcast. As I, I like, I haven't. There's three storylines. Like I, I like I knew, touched yeah. on. I I've I've only done one gym, which is only one part of one storyline. So it's yeah. dauntingly massive, but very cool. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet probably gonna be my game of the year if we are being completely serious here. <laughs> Anyhow, Sonic Frontiers is something that we have both played uh some more of this week yes um i've been talking about pokemon for a while so why don't you like i know our i know our opinions Uh, are a little bit different on sonic so why don't we get why don't we start with you uh, on sonic again (laughs) i guess the initial like gameplay in the tutorial i don't know the tutorial just doesn't really sort of explain very well so when after the tutorial and I'm back like a day later trying to figure or like two days later trying to figure out, I'm kind of, oops, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. What does this mean? And I, I'll say it. I'm definitely on like, I don't really enjoy this game. I don't enjoy the whole unlocking an open world map. That's very just like annoying for me. Uh, Cause obviously if I want to, if I need to search for a gear, a key, whatever I need to look for, and it's hidden within the open world, but I have to like unlock the open world instead of it just being already unlocked and just kind of having like maybe a gray sort of like shade over it. And then obviously you, when it'll let you know where you've been and where you haven't been, so you can kind of look through there. That's what I prefer instead of it being just like completely like gone and you have to go to a vantage point and, and unlock more of the map and all this stuff and keep doing that over and I, I don't really don't mess with that that's not i don't really have time to do that i just rather play the game i don't know as i you know i'm, I'm gonna it's, it's gonna be so weird because we're gonna have two different opinions and i'm i'm definitely oh you hating you hating 
I I I'm am. Kidding. I am. Kidding. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the levels either. The actual like cyber Cyberspace? levels. I don't like them. They're slow. I don't like the level layout. I don't like the design. I, uh, and like the music's all right. I just I'm. It's so weird because like I guess it's like I'm I know, not that have big some of a serious <laughs> opinion. It, I'm not that big time. of a Sonic fan, so it's like I don't see the appeal of this game. Uh, well, here, like here's said, what I, I will say to that. It, I do commend you for um, trying not like. Like, I know you say you're not a big Sonic fan not really played any of the Sonics, but, like, trying and actually playing through the entire first world to get a feel of the game because it really doesn't change after the first world. It just is more of that game you played the in the first world. Like, it's it's commendable that... Like, I, I never fault anybody who doesn't... who says they don't really like something if they've given that game, like, a fair try. And I think yeah. the, the three hours that you spent, probably around three-ish hours, doing the first island is, like, enough of a, like, litmus test to be like, oh, this is for me or this isn't for me. It's not like you played it, for five minutes and said, no, I don't like Sonic. It, it, it's just, like... I also don't like a lot of the... I don't know. The way I would, I guess, play it, I would just find things. I'm like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. I don't think I could. I should be able to do that, but I'm able to do it. I have had a lot of Sonic hitting walls, flying, going crazy amount of speed in a different direction. I'm trying to go that direction. Uh, some of the enemy encounters are very... They're just they're just annoying. I don't see them as a challenge. And it's not like, oh, I'm so good. It was just kind of like, I'm barely trying and I'm really just kind of defeating them and and it's not really like there's no really point for me doing this besides collecting gears or whatever collectibles on my agenda uh the first island the design is kind of uh, i don't know there's something about the design i it looks like for me it looks rush it looks like they were just like we got to get this game out uh don't show what it looks like just release it and that's just kind of the way how i feel and the way it looks and like I said, I, I don't like the do this and do that because it would be like collect keys. Well, you got to go find the levels. Well, the map's not unlocked. You got to unlock it. How do you unlock it? This is where you unlock it. You only unlock the little section of the map. You didn't unlock the full section of the map. Go around. I wish it was in a way where it was it was designed to where the levels are all in one area in a row and you just maybe have to find the right key and that key is in the open world so then you have an incentive to go look for something or look for enough gears look for enough keys look for enough this and that blah 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 to unlock the door for that level and then you can just go back to where the all the levels are located instead of having to go around to the each individual map and try to find them i don't know i like and that's definitely like world one was like whatever it was easy and the story the story for me is very weak it's a very weak story it's stuff just happens and not like well that's a story that's how all stories are but in the sense of it just happens there actually is no like oh this and that and blah 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 and then like it's just weird because like they'll land and then they know everything about the island even though there's no explanation they just know what this creature is called they know what this is you know what that's at i understand this but at the same time they're like well i don't know what this is i don't know what that is but this should work oh it did work and it's just like they didn't have a story explaining how they figured it out or maybe just like them trying and fail and they have to try a different tactic and stuff like that like i said it was it was so bad where i was lost i had to ask you and call you be like i'm lost what do i do and we had to be in a party and you had to tell me what to do i'll get i get through all the bad stuff because i only have like two good things to say about this game when i get to the second island and it's it's the same thing so i said okay 
they they made fun of Mafia Three because they're saying, "Ooh, it's the same things over and over again with this area, this area." That's bad game design, bad game. But Sonic is the same thing, and I see some people not maybe say that. Like it is just silence. Each island's the same thing. There's no difference from one character to another. So from first island character to second island character, it's the same thing. And it's to the point where after the first boss, like another uh, yeah, after the first boss, and got to the second island, I'm like, okay, I'll do it on my own. I know the objective. It was just really me running around, same thing just trying to find this area i don't have enough keys or i don't have enough gears go fight this go fight that it didn't give me what i needed open up the chest still not giving me what i needed it's just like it was too much of not giving me what i need to unlock and progress through and i'm like i don't have not necessarily have but i was like i'm not gonna waste my afternoon playing sonic frontiers i'm not enjoying it it's something i'm not enjoying i'm not gonna do it i'd rather do something else i that that's just kind of how like I sit with Sonic Frontiers is it's just not for me. Uh, I tried it, I gave it a shot, and I just it's not for me. But the things I will say I like, I like the fishing parts with Big the Cat. Those are like actually like enjoyable moments, and I actually will say it has from the very first boss fight. If the f- one and two and any more boss fights are just like the first world's boss fight, I enjoyed it very much. And I will say that's probably the strongest poise, maybe the boss fights of this game. Other than that, that's kind of where I sit with Sonic. It's just like it's just not for me. I was thinking like, cause you were telling me you're not like not really into it, and I was like, well, two of my favorite YouTubers, Dunkey and James Stephanie Sterling, uh, they're also like not into this game at all. I know, I know, James Stephanie Sterling gave this a one point five, I believe, on their uh, website. But then like Completionist gave it. Uh, like like he loves the game um so i'm like i'm more in tune with the with the love it Loving crowd it. but and like i can explain why and like it just speaks to like differences in preference of thing but the boss fights i will agree are i i said they were totally the best part of the game in a game that i already enjoy the second boss fight just like way outdid the first one and i said how can they go further with this and then the third one comes and i swear I said, this is the coolest thing I have ever seen. Like, that third boss, like, I need to send you the <laughs> the, the YouTube video the footage, because yeah. it's out of control. It's so good. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe at some point we'll do a, a, a full spoiler episode in the sense of a portion talking about the story and maybe, like, the conclusion, give it a little bit yeah, more time. Yeah, give it some time. I still think people are still willing to play and wanting to try it. I mean, the holidays aren't over. This I could mean, be it's on sale right now for, like, $29 gift, yeah. or $35 for, like, whatever console you want, like, for Black Friday. It's like, I guess the example is, it's like if someone just knows, man, I'm not into this whole competitive first person shooter genre that's not for me i don't like splitting my hairs and pulling my hair out and being on edge every time and then and then you ask them to play it and you're just like yeah i don't enjoy it i tried it you're gonna get that answer and sort of kind of how i feel about this like i'm not really a sonic fan like there's some things i like and i'm not the biggest one there's other things i'd rather play and i don't expect everyone to like everything i like but i don't expect everyone to come out saying unnecessary, just being like, it's bad, but I've never tried it, or it's this and that. I've tried it. It's just not for me. And that's always I say. It's not that it's a bad design. It's not a bad game. Yeah. There's people, no matter how good anything is, someone's going to find some way to hate on it, or this is bad and this is bad, no matter how good it is. 
it's just not for you but you shouldn't tell people they can't enjoy what they want to enjoy no. people think forces was better than mania i think Mania was was obviously better but there's people who believe that and it's just like that doesn't mean their opinions you know wrong or whatever they yeah. see is like invalid it's just like it's just not your game but it's just kind of like just let people have whatever opinion they have on it if they if it's one of those they never tried it then it's like okay at least give it a shot and if they're just not willing to it's just like ignore them enjoy what you enjoy but if someone's like yeah i gave it a shot i gave it a try it's just not my thing and they're giving some criticism because criticism does let the developers know okay people really didn't like this maybe let's change it up and try this and people like this because good criticism criticism can be good obviously like oh i really enjoy this i like like so if they're like this person didn't like so so but but then they're like oh but they really enjoy these boss fights these boss fights could you know we can really expand on that and it's sort of like more and more people are liking this than they're liking this with that being said uh, I do I do have some positive thoughts. Uh, I, I did platinum the game the, the day before we recorded this. So I do I do have some thoughts of my own. But yeah, on the topic of like gaming criticism, like just because a few of my favorite YouTubers like hate Sonic Frontiers more than like anything right now doesn't make me not like them. <laughs> like I I'd rather I'd I'd have rather have the good discourse than be like, no, you have to like Sonic. No, I'd rather like be it. someone consistent because they're like, yeah, it's just not for me. And it's just like, just be consistent with what yeah. you view and what you seek. It's just like, we know what their opinion is going to be if we know how consistent they are with their opinions. Yeah, when you got people who are very, you know, not consistent, it is like, well, how do they feel about this game? We don't know. But if someone's very consistent, you can kind of see where they're going to go with. Yeah. So for me, actually... um, I'd picked up finally after a couple of almost a couple weeks on the third island and mm-hmm. when I was playing through the third island the thought that was going through my head was if you get to the third island Robert you will not like the third island I didn't mind it but it is so much more experimental than the rest of the game including the islands oh. that come after it um the okay. third island almost feels like a 2D island with 3D scattered throughout instead of the other way around um, but my experience with Sonic Frontiers has always been one of like, I am just going through a giant level of Sonic. So I've, I never had the issue of, oh, I need to collect gears or keys um, because I already had enough to move on just by doing whatever was like, I don't like I was always very curious as to where something would lead and it always led me to like here's the knuckles item or here's a key like i i saw it like and i was surprised actually after beating it at how little of the game actually needed to be played in order to progress like i did everything and i think you only have to do probably like 10 percent of the stuff and i think that's also my problem where yours is like you had everything and i'm telling you i tried i was looking for stuff i would never have enough i was always sometime i'm like how i'm like I'm trying and I'm doing this and that. How do I yeah. not have enough to go to this? Area? I never looked. I just said, "Oh, this grind rail looks cool. Let me see what's exactly. up there." And I, I would do that, but then it would still be like, "You don't have enough." Like how? Like I, I, I'm doing what you're doing, and it's just like, I, how do I not have enough? I guess a radically different experience in in that portion. But um, I found a few of the mini bosses that are scattered around the world to be annoying. Um, there's one that's like uh 
like I was saying last week, that you spin around a, a grind a rail on a, it's like a giant like spider thing almost. Um, I didn't like that one, but mo- for the most part, I found enjoyment in, in fighting the enemies, engaging with combat, especially as I leveled up and got like new skills, um, like the quicks, like the quick loop where you could break down defenses quickly in the middle of a combo instead of having to draw the circle. But yeah, like the actual finding you know, your, your, your items to unlock things was never an issue for me because, you know, I see a grind rail, I go up it, it leads to a platform with another grind rail that leads to more stuff. So I spent a lot of time just like exploring everything, but that's just because I was interested in seeing like the breadth of like what was in front of me. Um, but the, the third world is probably the weakest both thematically and gameplay-wise, because mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of the 2D stuff in the 3D Sonics. Um, but then you have the fourth island, which has none of the collecting aspects. The fourth island is six pure platforming challenges. Um, so maybe if we hang out sometime, um, I could let you do the platforming challenges on the fourth island and you see if like yeah. that works out for you. There's no collecting in that. Um, I did find like two, it wasn't like too difficult, but there were some sections on the second and sixth towers, I think, that were, like, real frustrating. Um, and then the fifth island is, you know, back to back to usual, except it's a little more... It's a little bit smaller of an island with a lot more, like, density to it. And there's nine cyberspace levels there instead of seven. Final boss does have... Like, final boss is the weakest of the four. Um, the actual Titan fight. But then there's, like, a secret one that you get... I heard if you put on hard mode, I did, and I got it. Uh, I skipped the battle after, you know, almost making it to the end, like, five times before, you know, losing at the very end due to, like, some nonsense that happens in the fight. Mm -hmm. Um, Not worth it because it's just an extended version of one of the mini games that you play to get some of the emeralds, which I think is, for me, the weakest part of the game is sometimes you've got little mini missions. Um, The ones with Amy where you're, like gathering up the the cocos and like hurting them towards her those are fine but the ones that start showing up with tails and and towards the end um are more frustrating and have really strict time limits that don't really fit when you know your regular challenges have like walk five steps but you've got a minute and a half to do it but third boss oh chills it, it was like metal gear rising but like somehow more epic <laughs> <laughs> i guess the one of the big things for me in in like going into this was the cyberspace stages personally after i've played all the 3d sonics i do think this has the best level design since unleashed and generations it's way way better than colors both thematically and not unleashed is amazing but unleashed also has levels that like take 10 minutes to do um so i like a little bit of a bite-sized thing now the themes are green hill chemical plant sky sanctuary and city escape i do wish they had more than four themes because there are 30 of these cyberspace levels um but the Mm -hmm. music is good in all of them they've all got their own unique song to them so there's no repeat songs um there's only there's a couple of 2d ones some of them work some of them don't but the majority are 3d with really good design um i'll show you some on 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 screen share but like they start out like like last week i was saying they start out kind of like fully fledged ideas but they're like bite-sized but then later on some of them get to be like regular length sonic levels and like they are really cool 
Um, so, like, through my gameplay, I was like, man, I, I really don't like having to go seek the levels out when I want to replay them. They need to patch mm-hmm. in a menu where you can just select the levels. Little did I know after you beat the game, a new uh, thing appears on the start screen called Arcade Mode, where it's literally a menu of all the levels, and you can play, and they load instantly. <laughs> <laughs> so I played oh. them all this morning in, like, 45 minutes. It was glorious. Um, but, uh, yeah... I, I was so sad because I was like, this would probably be my game of the year at this point. I have not finished God of War yet, so I can't make that judgment yet. But I was like, this could be game of the year. But that Pokemon game is like out of control good. So, yeah, Sonic uh, for, or Sonic Frontiers, real good. And on the like, oh, I'm about like I'm hitting something. I'm hitting like a rock and Sonic goes flying. I've used mm-hmm. that to help me get up places that you wouldn't (laughs) normally be so i'm like the momentum is incredible like i leveled the speed up to 99 my thoughts are a jumble because i just like i played so much of this the past two days but like we we will return to 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 sonic frontiers Uh, (laughs) i I like that there's a a rocky rodent reference in the game oh yeah but there is (laughs) see that's a that's that's so funny but i I, it's so funny because for me it's a rocky rodent easter egg but it's really not but it is where yeah what did they call him what what is that what is that that like cyber like like girl like child call i forgot what she called him yeah, what did she call? She called him something, and he says, "Well, bear, yeah, better than better me, than me call a rodent. rodent." I said, "Oh, yeah. Rocky Rodent, you got yeah. the reference." Uh, so before we do our Pokemon drip, I know you liked fishing with Big, and I thought it was hilarious too because you never know what you're gonna pull up or or, or <laughs> mm-hmm. how many coins you'll get for something. Um, so I completed all the big fishing spots, and um, you know. I was going to say lo-fi beats to fish to, uh, but the Sonic Twitter tweeted that out, like, this morning. In Uh. in fairness to me, I thought of it, you know, last night before I saw it, but I can't take credit for the joke because they posted it. Um, So I just cataloged some of the cool things I found and how many coins I, I got for them towards the end. So, like, towards the end, you start getting, like, 48 coins for things. So I found an alligator. That was 48 coins. Ooh. I found an acorn. That was 48 coins. An acorn's 48? I, don't ask me. <laughs> I found a tire. I mean, that was 48 coins. I see. I haven't gotten that one. I found the legendary silver chalice. That was 8 coins. Alright. I found Nick Cage's wooden hand for Moonstruck. That was 16 coins. I found a lint roller. That was 48 coins. A lint? Oh, no. No. I found the ripped pieces of Exodia. Those were eight coins. <laughs> I found Those are duct tape. <laughs> no, they're not coins. They're worth two star chips. Hey, man, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I found duct tape to fix said ripped pieces of Exodia. I was 48 coins. I found antimatter from Green Badoof Snowman's sky ship. And those were 16 coins. I found a golden colacanth. You know, the prehistoric fish? That was eight coins. Yeah, yeah. I found Vex on the field, and that was no, 24 it's coins. too much. It's too much. I found the lost reels of London After Midnight, famous lost film, and that was 16 coins. <laughs> I found Maria! And that was 48 coins. 
I found a used copy of Luigi's Mansion with weird cover art because someone somehow just turned in the disc and the disc has been sitting in a drawer in an envelope for years and years and it's also kind of scratched because clearly if you threw away the box it would stand that you'd probably not care enough to care about the disc and that was 24 coins. Oh man. I found Kratos' Blades of Chaos. Those were 8 coins but I better send them back. He won't get rid of those so easily. He's gonna be hunting you. (laughs) I found an ancient tablet. Eight coins for the iPad first gen. <laughs> I found... <laughs> I found the other 30 frames for Red Dead Redemption 2. 16 coins. <laughs> and I found a new season of Fall Guys, which is likely 950 show bucks. <laughs> oh, man, that is happening. Oof. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll have a Fall Guys episode for you next week. No big news this week. I will say before we do drip to end it this week, there's Mario Kart mm-hmm. DLC coming the, the 7th of December. There's Winter Soldier coming in Avengers next week. And Multiverse Season 2 has a, a green fin skin that costs $20. Are you kidding me? Let's do Pokemon Drip this week. We got Morty from Gold and Silver. He's a ghost-type gym leader. And let me just say, not liking the yellow shirt, not liking the yellow shirt at all, Morty. Oh, I was confused for a second. I said, what are you talking about? Okay, uh, yeah, that Morty, not liking that design. It's a weird design. Okay, design. I really like this design. Yeah, Morty's really cool. He's got kind of a Gengar theming to him. I think this is, like, the best outfit I've seen ever. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of every <laughs> single one of them. This is by far the best outfit. I I would say this is like drip. This is drip at its drippiest. This is a hurricane we're having. Oh, I know. So Morty's got his cool ghost type scarf, purple cuffs on the on the jacket, purple and red shoes to go with the scarf. He's got that headband. He looks comfortable. The, the pants are just like, the right amount of. Looks, yeah, I mean like it dude's works. a cool dude. <laughs> like every every color combo works red and purple purple yellow yellow red like everything works black always goes but like it's just like those colors like red and purple yellow and purple yellow and red it all just like they all like complement one another and it just it just works and i like the whole outfit i would like without a doubt give this is this is the peak of drip. this is like, it is this I, it this is this something <laughs> something has to beat this if not this is it like this is the best i've seen are, are we saying it five this is five badoofs this Out is a five badoofs for me it's a five badoofs i agree for some reason it never resonated with me because i don't actually look at the renders all too much i just see the in game but dude's mm-hmm. got some cool clothes on here <laughs> He does. I'm saying like it all fits in. It's really good. I like it. Yeah. Give it up for ghost type. Anyway, Robert, after massive discussion of games this week, would you say we've done an episode? Yeah, I should wrap it up. All right. Uh, so I guess we're back with Fall Guys next week, uh, an undersea season. Um, but for right now, first off, happy Thanksgiving. This, this will technically be our Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. A lot to be thankful for. Like, I am thankful that uh, me and Robert get to do this cool show every week. Please listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Leave a five-star review uh, and rating. Subscribe, download an episode, all that good stuff. And 
yeah, we'll be back next week with some Fall Guys and maybe we'll get around to doing those Game Awards nominations. But for right now, Robert, I think I got the right famous video game quote this week. You know, Ellie, we really are the ghost of Tsushima. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Later.